Welcome back to another episode of Within the Ropes. This is the NXT 2.0 review, and I'm your host, the host, Brian Tronic. And tonight's episode of NXT was fun. Um, it was still fresh, still so- showing some new faces, a lot of a lot of uh, new faces in action. Um, started it off with some Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose alongside Toxic Attraction. Um, we got to see Odyssey Jones versus LA Knight. Um, some interactions, inter- interesting interactions between Von Wagner and um, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Indy Hartwell was in action. And a whole lot more. They changed the eight-man tag that was scheduled. Um, and they turned it into a fatal four-way NXT Tag Team Championship match, which kind of confused me. But it is what it is. Um, we got Joe Gacy. In my opinion, one of the best characters to ever step foot on NXT. Actually, the best character to step foot on NXT 2.0, but in NXT's like whole existence, Joe Gacy might be the best. I'm I'm just I'm just saying he, we might got we might got something, you know? I mean, he very much so might be on Bray Wyatt levels. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's on Bray Wyatt levels, um, or at least heading that way. But let's go down the card. Let's go down the list. They started off with Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose. Um, Ember Moon got new graphics and you know music and all that. Um, Mandy Rose looking good. Toxic Attraction ringside for this match. Um, Mandy Rose pick up the victory here. Um, Ember Moon. Um, she's down on her luck. It's just not working out for her. Um, the decision to have Mandy Rose go over Ember Moon is conflicting in many different ways. One, because Ember Moon seems to can't she can't seem to catch a break on NXT or in WWE. Period. Two, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like they both need a win at this point. You know. They both need big wins. And while we all know from last week on NXT, Mandy Rose is obviously in line next up for an NXT Women's Championship opportunity. Um, and, and, and beating Ember Moon, it further, I mean, Ember Moon, you know, has that status still to this day, like, you know, as one of the top women in NXT, let alone all of wrestling, right? So I just feel like Mandy Rose getting a win over Ember, while some may, you know, it may upset some people. People may kind of be like, ah, I don't know about this. It solidifies Mandy Rose as, you know, a bigger deal than she may come off, you know, with the whole looks thing. And I, I thought she she showed a great deal of uh, new moves, she had a new move set. Um, she looked serious. She didn't look out of whack or confused or anything that like she's looked in the past. She looked focused and she looked great. And she picked up the win. It's a little weird. Like I know people aren't gonna like it, but it is what it is. She had to get a win over somebody big. Um, but there was a few upsets on tonight's episode of NXT. Um, we got a backstage video package 
uh, but with Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma saying that Hit Row is running away to SmackDown. Electra Lopez says that, you know, she already shut B-Fab's mouth and Escobar challenges Swerve to a North American Championship match. And obviously we heard what Swerve had to say later, but we get, we'll get to that as we go down the card. We got Odyssey Jones versus L.A. Knight. And um, L.A. Knight picked up the victory here with the help of Andre Chase um, coming down to ringside, basically getting in the way. I mean, honestly, Jones, look, the way I look at it is Jones is, you know, a big, massive dude, right? Yeah, he's smiley. Yeah, he's happy and full of energy, but he means business and he can get the job done in the ring as we've seen throughout the whole NXT breakout tournament. So I just feel like, um, you know, Having Andre, I mean, even for L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight can get things done on his own as well. Um, more than capable of winning a match against Odyssey Jones, you know. But I get they're trying to tell a story with Andre Chase, but you know how I feel about shenanigans. I don't like it. Could have easily waited until after the match to try to attack Odyssey Jones, especially while he was down. Would have made more sense for Andre, Andre Chase. Would have gotten that heel heat. Uh, fans would have got even more behind Odyssey Jones than they are right now. Um, so, yeah, a little weird decision, but LA Knight picked up the victory. Nonetheless, backstage we get Cameron Grimes. Says that love is in the air. Mentions uh, Core Jade and Trey Baxter kissing in the locker room. He says he's looking for a lady of his own. Pete Dunn and newly uh, drafted to SmackDown, Ridge Holland interrupt him and Pete Dunn says no woman would want anything to do with him. Grimes ignores him and Pete Dunn says um you know how about we settle it in the ring? The Bruiserweight versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes kind of like yeah 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 whatever and he looking at two women standing off to the side and so he walks over to him and asks if they're single and then obviously cuts to commercial break. Um I like this because it's showing a different side of Cameron Grimes, in my opinion. I know it's not much, but it's still a different side. Um, I don't know if this is a permanent. Obviously, this is, seems kind of like a one-off him looking for love. But it's cool. I mean, it's, they're talking about something that happened last week. He's mentioning other superstars on the roster and what they're doing and how there's love in the air. and So it, it makes sense, especially with the wedding and things. You know, someone like Cameron Grimes, it makes sense to, you know what? I want to find love, you know? It's a little corny. I get it, but it was cool. Um, and then we got a, a match with between him and Pete Dunne later in the night. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, we get an in-ring segment with NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa says he needs an opponent for the upcoming Halloween Havoc um, that is set to take place October 26th. Um, he said, the question is, who has the balls to come out and take his NXT title from him? Braun Breaker's music hits, and then um, Breaker gets in the ring. He said he doesn't care if he's been here for four minutes, four months. He says uh, he wants that NXT title, and Braun Breaker has the biggest balls of anyone in the NXT locker room. Tommaso Ciampa says the difference between him and Breaker is that Breaker wants the NXT title, and Ciampa needs the NXT championship. Champa then accepts Braun Breaker's challenge. So that's interesting. We're going to get Braun Breaker going after the NXT Championship here in a couple weeks. Um, 
on TV, Halloween Havoc. Should be a good one. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of people are I've seen on Twitter already are speculating that um, Tommaso Ciampa will lose and Braun Breaker will win. But what if he doesn't? And that's what I'm concerned about. What if Braun Breaker just simply doesn't? Or what if he... I mean, what happened later on in the night, we we, we seen Joe Gacy kind of step in and challenge um, Tommaso Ciampa for an opportunity at the NXT title. And and he says that, uh, you know, next week he'll take him on. And if if he can beat him, then obviously he'll be added uh, to the NXT championship match at um, Halloween Havoc. And so I'm thinking, what if next week, Joe Gacy defeats Tommaso Ciampa with the help of Harlan, who I'll talk about in just a second. Um, And then he gets put in the championship match, and then Gacy's the one who takes the pin for Ciampa to retain. I don't know. Just It just, I don't know, seems like the WWE thing to do. I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, Ikamanjaro versus Joe Gacy was the next matchup. Gacy shakes his hand and he tells Jiro that he can do it and, and, you know, just being positive. I love Joe Gacy being very positive, you know, keeping all that negative energy out, saying that that squared circle is a safe place. NXT 2.0 is a safe place. (laughs) Gacy then tried to sneaky clothesline, but Jiro takes Gacy over with a hip toss. And this match was pretty good. It was it was it was a, a hard hitting. Saw some good things from Joe Gacy again, as we did uh, the week prior. Um, Joe Gacy was able to pick up the win um, after hitting a handspring lariat for the W. And after the match, Gacy helps Jiro up and he gave him a hug. And as Jiro looks on confused, Gacy's walking uh, out of the ring and he locks eyes with this guy standing in the crowd who I didn't really recognize at first, but. it is confirmed that that's Harlan, who used to go by the name Parker Bordeaux. I think that's the last one. Yeah. So, uh, uh, look, man, he looked scary as hell. Joe Gacy was smiling, grinning from ear to ear. So it looks like there might be some type of connection or something going on there. I'm excited. I'm intrigued. I'm ready to see how this unfolds. And I feel like it's a pretty cool way for Parker or Harlan, whatever you want to call him to uh, show his face um, and debut with the crowd. I wonder if the crowd under, like realized that that was him. Anyways, the next match that we got was Cora Jade versus Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet wasn't originally scheduled for the match. She attacked uh, Virginia Ferry on the outside. Robert Stone told the ring announcer to, that Jade's new opponent is going to be Frankie Monet, and the referee rang the bell. Um, Monet tosses Jade all over the ring. Trey Baxter runs down the ringside to support his girlfriend, uh, Cora Jade and just as Monet was going to hit her finisher uh, Jade reverses it into a pin for the one two three and Cora Jade picks up the victory and and I said this earlier about Mandy Rose and Ember Moon uh, in regards to who needed the win the most I mean Frankie Monet lost the NXT championship match last week and you would think that Frankie needs needed a bounce back win but Cora Jade it being her quote first match in NXT, even though she wrestled in NXT. Um, I think that Core J needed it more. And 
I think Frankie will be fine taking this L. I think, like I said, Core J, she's fresh. She's new. Um, she fits the new direction of NXT 2.0, um, in my opinion. And I think Cora needed it more, and I think Frankie will be fine. So we'll see. We got a, a another vignette of Duke Hudson. Seems like he's he's got a gimmick. He looked like Razor Ramon uh, at a poker table. Poker, poker Hudson, if you will. Um, all the members of the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team title match got into a brawl in the back. That was pretty cool to see. NXT is not a safe place. I don't know what Gacy's talking about. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. Whenever he's around, it's a safe place. Um, backstage, and I talked about this just a while ago, Gacy interrupted Champa. Gacy gives Champa crap for his comment about balls. Gacy wants to be included in, in the opportunity to challenge uh, for the NXT title at Halloween Havoc, and that's when he tells him that if he can beat him next week, he'll get added to the match. And Joe Gacy tries to hug Champa, but Champa stiff arms him, and, and Champa tells Gacy next week the ring will not be a safe space. So that's really interesting. Um, we get Pete Dunn uh, versus Cameron Grimes. Pete Dunn picked up the victory. Obviously, Kyle O'Reilly coming down to attack Ridge Holland on the outside. Um, Cameron Grimes attempts a attempts to cave in, but Pete Dunn drops him on the top rope, and then he hits the bitter end for the win. After the match, Kyle O'Reilly tackles Dunn and Holland. Dunn and Holland leave O'Reilly laying out as usual. Um, and then after the match, uh, I guess they showed after the commercial break that. Um, Von Wagner had came to came to his aid, and he honestly, Kyle O'Reilly told Von Wagner not to interfere and not to help him. He appreciated it. Um, he he was thankful, but obviously he doesn't trust anybody. So in this situation, Von Wagner, you know he 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 did what he told him to do. He told him to stay out of it, but he came out afterwards to see if he was okay. So that was good. Um, we got us in studio. Uh, Promo from uh, Swerve Scott and the rest of the members of Hit Row saying, since Escobar questioned his manhood, Swerve accepts the challenge to defend the NXT North American Championship against him next week. He said after that, uh, the only way Escobar will see the North American Championship is on Friday nights. So that pretty much tells me that we're going to have a new North American champion next week. Um... We finally get Tony D'Angelo in the ring. His first match in NXT 2.0 against Malik Blade, which was a really, really good match. The crowd was super hot for Tony D'Angelo, as they should be and as I suspected. I mean, everybody all over social media, everyone loves Tony D'Angelo. I don't understand why. Like, what's wrong with... Never mind, I won't go there. Um, Tony D'Angelo, of course, picked up the win. Um, he hit like a pump handle fisherman suplex. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like a twisting fisherman suplex, uh, pin combo thing he did, but it looked nice. He he looked great in the ring. Um, and he picked up the win. So like, uh, you know, we'll see where this goes. We'll see how this, how his story unfolds, how his climb to the top of NXT will look, um, very, very soon. But backstage, Carmelo Hayes says that they're getting a tag title shot, and he didn't even have to use his contract. He said, Hayes, don't miss. And Trick Williams is still very much about it, about it. And they're winning the tag team titles tonight. So 
that was a cool little promo, uh, a little interview with Trick Williams. I feel like Trick Williams, I like where his character's going, but I'm I'm concerned with the man's in-ring work. I don't think the in-ring work is going to match the character or, you know, character match the, I don't know. Um, but yeah, interesting to see them matching shirts, matching whatever shirts, whatever they have on. It was like a purple color, purple, shiny purple. Pretty dope. Um, we get another backstage interaction with Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. He said, whether you like it or not, I'm the only one that's got your back. And next week, it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner against Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn. So I'm interested to see where this is going. Um, we get Indy Hartwell going up against Mi Ying. Uh, Persia is in Indy Hartwell's corner, and Boa is in uh, Mi Ying's corner. And Indy Hartwell surprisingly picked up the victory. And I said this was full episode full of surprises. I don't understand how or why that happened, but I get it. Indy's a huge... She's a huge character. She's huge on that roster. Losing to Mi Ying it does more damage to Indy Hartwell than, you know, it does for Mi Ying to lose to Indy Hartwell. Um, so, yeah, it was weird. She sat up after the after um, after Indy picked up the victory. Um, and it was really weird how she won it. She hit a springboard elbow off the top, and it just came out of nowhere. I didn't think the match was going to end off that, but... It is what it is. After the match, uh, Persia gives Hartwell her wedding ring back, and she puts it on and kisses it on both sides. So that was cool. We get a, a diamond mine uh, little 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 segment where Malcolm Bivens is pretty much introducing all the members and talking about them all, uh, collective and individually, uh, starting with the Hachiman, Hachiman the Creed brothers. Ivy Nile and the cruiserweight champion himself, Roderick Strong. Um, just another way to kind of let Malcolm Bivens do his thing, I believe. And it was cool. It's nothing that we haven't already seen, though. I feel like every other week, Malcolm Bivens gives us these rundowns of who the Diamond Mine is and what it's about. And it's cool. It's, I don't have an issue with it, but it wasn't nothing like special. We got to hear from Ivy Nile. And basically, um, you know, where she came from and how she got in the diamond mind and how Malcolm, you know, believed in her, et cetera, et cetera. So it was it was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, we got an in-ring segment with Raquel Gonzalez coming out saying that she's going to end Mandy Rose and toxic attraction interrupts. And Mandy calls Gonzalez desperate. Gonzalez uh, must know that her title reign is coming to an end. Toxic attraction is taking over. Uh, J.C. Jane then adds that they're going to hold all the gold because they aren't just toxic attraction. They are the attraction. And then they surround her, and then Eel Shrine and Zoe Stark hit the ring and basically come to the aid of the NXT Women's Champion. They all have a standoff. And this was cool. Um, it wasn't, again, it wasn't one of those segments that was, you know, oh, my God, that was so great. It wasn't Queen City uh EST and um you know big time Bex level. It wasn't like that, but it was definitely still good and um I liked it. Um we got Lash Legend showing up again uh backstage telling uh some people around that was in the back that you know she's got some got some got some tea to spill uh next week. 
And then Tony D'Angelo walks in and says, if, if Lash Legend really wants a scoop, she should have him on the show next week. And Legend says, maybe. And then D'Angelo walks away and he's like, just think about it. Um, she says she loved him in the new Sopranos movie. So that was, that was pretty funny. And then we come down to the main event, the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Tag Team Championship match, MSK defending against Grizzled Young Veterans, Jensen and Briggs, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. And after a very, very quick um, quick, set of, quick set of offense, um, MSK hit their finisher on Trick Williams, and they pinned him and... Obviously, they it was the turn to elimination match, so they had to go to the back, and so yeah, it was quick. It was very very quick. wasn't expecting them to get eliminated like that. But if that if there's any indication that this isn't like them being a tag team for the long run, um, you know, it just ain't gonna be a thing. It should that tells you it that right there. You know, like them being eliminated to me obviously shows that they and then the fact that Trick Williams took took the pin. Shows that they have more invested and they 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 see a lot more, especially right now for Carmelo Hayes than um, him being in a tag team with Trick Williams. And of course, he didn't have to use his uh, his contract in order to get the tag title match. So I think what'll probably happen is he's either going to get a North American Championship opportunity or an NXT title opportunity. Who knows? Um, the next. Tag team to get eliminated was Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, Briggs and Jensen hit a assisted power bomb for the win. Um, and then Briggs and Jensen hit a, a huge double spine buster on Lee. And then um, Carter tackles Briggs out of the ring, and Lee hits a Hurricanrana into a pin for the win, and they retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. And Briggs and Jensen, after the match, basically hand MSK their titles and they walk away and Imperium comes from behind and attacks MSK and Briggs and Jensen fly in the ring to make the save as they hadn't even made their way all the way to the back before Imperium came to attack. I think that this is weird. I thought Briggs and Jensen was going to be a heel tag team, but I don't know, maybe, and maybe they will. Maybe I'm, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that that's not the case or, you know, judge too early, but, I don't know, man. And then the crowd wasn't, and the crowd's just not in the MSK. So that's another reason why I'm surprised why they're still the NXT Tag Team Champions. Crowd does not like MSK. It's not working. And I don't know why, because I love MSK. MSK is supposed to be loved and liked and appreciated. So I don't, I don't really understand that move, WWE NXT universe. But. That was pretty much it. That's all that happened on NXT tonight. Like I said, they announced a few matches. NXT North American Championship on the line next week. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, NXT champion, in a non-title match against Joe Gacy. If Joe Gacy wins, then he's added to the, um, the, the NXT Championship match at Halloween Havoc. And I believe it was a few more. Let me see. Let me double check. I think it might have been a few more announcements for next week. Let's see. Mm. 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 Yeah, I think that's it. If there is something, then, hey, we'll, 
We'll check it out next week. Um, that's it for the NXT review. It was pretty, pretty quick tonight. Wanted to zoom through it, get through it, because I'm, I'm not really feeling too well. I think my throat's getting a little raspy. But um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. Make sure you guys follow the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Brian Tronic. Within the Ropes Podcast.com. If you're new, welcome. If you're not new, then guess what? You're not new. Um, AEW Dynamite tomorrow, their two year anniversary. Big ladder match, big ladder match with the Joker involved. Who's going to be the Joker? I don't know. Philip will also join me on tomorrow night's uh, AEW Dynamite review, so that should be fun. And I'm going to get out of here. So, wrestling fans, I appreciate you for tuning in and listening to me. Have a good night. Um, Don't stay up arguing on Twitter all night. It's not good for you. Um, Get some rest. Got a big day tomorrow. You know what day it is. Did I do it right? No. It's it's Wednesday. You know what? Never mind. Have a good night, wrestling fans. Down south slangin', pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slangin', pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slangin', pullin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busted. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Tryin' to get rid of all you haters and you busted. I got the cocaine lady, white lady by the key. Eight cup full of Texas, pulled by the three. three. Hopped out the Porsche when it sold me. Pete. Smoke a pussy nigga like I roll me a leaf. Like a leaf, nigga. Oh, smoke, put a hole in.